Welcome back, bro beans, bro amigos, and dudettes. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're feeling wonderful and happy and uh, ready to learn a little bit about today's topic, which is focus. We're going to discuss the ideas of how focus is linked to happiness and high performance and performance in general, and how you, some strategies we can adopt that will improve our focus every day and some things you can learn that you can apply right now. So before we start, it's important to define what we're talking about and we're gonna define focus as intentional attention to one thing. That is a choice to choose that you are going to be focused on the one task, you're going to be attentive to the one thing. And is it a choice? It is not subconscious, it is not a TV distracting you, right? The opposite of focus is distraction. So then the next point is, why do we want to be focused? How does focus help us? Maybe if our mind's wandering all over the place, the more we're thinking, the more we're doing, the more we're getting done, are we getting being more productive? I can assure you that's not the case. So let's start with a story, and one many of you will obviously relate to, is when we were much younger as kids, and particularly myself, I remember struggling to focus, but realizing that focus meant to me to listen. So this, to me, was particularly strong because it was the way I learned. It was the best strategy I had to learn and it became more and more prominent in my life as its importance became more significant as I got older. And then I had to realize that what did listening mean to me? Because sometimes I'd listen better and other times I'd listen worse. And, and what was I listening to? Was I listening to the TV, the parent, the mind? See, for me at the time, that was how I realized how to pay attention. To listen meant to have no other thoughts, to hear what's being said and to feel what is trying to be relayed, which is super important when we're listening, right? Sometimes people model up words, which I will do many times, and sometimes people will say the words incorrectly. But if you're truly listening, then you can actually maybe pick up what they're saying. And so listening, even when we're saying things perfectly, sometimes we can pick up some more undertones of what's saying, the feeling behind the words. <clears throat> and that's the idea of giving great attention and being a great listener and having great focus, at least for me. And it will be a play a part in focus for yourself too. So we get told all the time, like I was mentioning before, what do we listen to? And we're getting told all the time that our attention spans are being shortened because of all these factors that contribute and want to take our attention. So all this endless burst of media, these quick distractions, the current situation being shot at you. So why do we let this happen to ourselves? Why do we put ourselves in front of the TV and, and why do we wander around with our phones? I can tell you why because it's fucking awesome. I mean, why wouldn't you? The reason why we do it is because it feels great. And what we're trying to accomplish here with these distractions is to not think about the other things, right? So we don't wanna think about the other things. Basically, we're looking for that sweet bliss. It's almost like that feeling of when you're about to fall asleep, nothing's on your mind and everything's peaceful. When you're distracted, you're, you're immersed in this thing. When you're not focused and you're doing these other tasks that aren't necessarily as laborious in your mind, aren't necessarily something that you've intentionally chosen, then you can more easily get to the state where you don't have to think about anything else. So we do this because it feels good and we do it despite knowing that it's bad for our quality of life. So as Theodore Levet 
mentions and a famous quote saying that anything in its excess is poison. It's just like drinking alcohol. We have to expect that a little bit is going to be okay and it's going to happen. But too much of it, too much distraction is going to become really harmful in our lives. So we want to limit it as much as possible. So this is where we start looking at why focus, why attention is so important. Because attention is becoming this new currency. And actually, it is very much so this new currency. All the things we were mentioning before around everything being shot at you from media and other distractions coming up from your phone or computer, they're done intentionally. There are psycho psychological profiles done on you and your demographic that allows the, um, any companies to figure out what's most appropriate to advertise to you so they can get you as easy as they can. So there is a huge industry around the time ads are put up for, the colors, um, everything in every which way to get your attention, to steal your attention and people pay big for it. I mean, what is marketing? So look, now we can see the economic value of this commodity. We can already start to see its importance just from a financial side. So let's talk a bit more about the emotional side of it. So despite me adopting some of these healthy attention strategies when I was younger, my attention would wander in class and I'd generally daydream and I'd sit there waiting for who knows how long it felt, but maybe five minutes would go past and it would be days in my mind. I just wanted it to be over. And so there is that connection. Often with that feeling uncomfortableness, <laughs> that discomfort's probably the word, <laughs> <clears throat> comes with distraction. I'm not being present, I'm not focusing. And in a man's search for meaning, there is the, um, often they discuss the, one of the points discussed. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry. In a man's search for meaning, one of the points discussed was, though they were going through the Holocaust, they would come up to the point where a day would feel like a week, but a week would go past in an instant. And this is part of distraction. See, time tends to move when we're feeling bad, when we're feeling uncomfortable, quite slowly. But when we look at it in hindsight, so much time has passed because it's kind of sad that it has. So time doesn't move quickly when we're unhappy. And so when we are distracted and not focused and time it tends to move a bit slower, then it is connected to unhappiness. Being focused is linked more to happiness. Another point to why being focused is so important and linked to happiness is another theory called the flow state. And there's a book called The Art of Flow that discusses this. So what the flow state is, is what I would argue is as close to enlightenment or inner peace as one person could get. So athletes and musicians are really good examples at people getting into a flow state. They've practiced what they've practiced for so long and so consistently that when they go and they perform or they play, that everything else fades away, that they are in that exact moment and nowhere else. And so this is achievable by you as well. It's to get into the flow state. So the flow, can flow state can make a moment feel like a lifetime or the adverse. And this is good and it's different to feeling distracted like before, taking a long time, because when you're in a flow state and it takes, it feels like a long time has passed, it's a very blissful feeling. It's somewhere where you, feel like you manage to get lost in this existence. And the idea is it goes both ways because time is no longer relevant, right? When we're distracted, time feels very cumbersome. 
but we're in a flow state, it's non-existent, and then we're getting to the point that we're trying to get to with the distraction, right? That complete bliss of removal from the other things in our minds. So flow is that sweetest of oblivions. It's bliss that is unrivaled. And I watched the Disney movie Soul. See, this captures flow perfectly. As the musicians sit there and they play their instruments, they're almost whisked away into some imaginary heaven-like place um, where their souls are not, where their souls are in that place, but their bodies are still on earth. And this is a great depiction of what flow is like. So the key part though, the key part in flow is it won't happen unless you're focused. Focused is a, focus is a catalyst for the creation of flow. So through regular focus practice, flow can be achieved more easily, making more practice easier and so on. So this ties into the 10,000 hour rule, which if you haven't heard of it, is the premise that after 10,000 hours, then you can really define yourself as an expert at something, as if it's a quantitative measurement. And there is some truth to it, though there are definite studies that demonstrate that it's 10,000 focused hours that produce the results that we're looking for. And see how that flow ends up working here, is that because we're focused, it allows us to practice more, and that kind of goes back and forth because we're allowing this positive feedback loop. Now we know that focus creates happiness too, and so we've got the whole trigger, the trinity. I'd call it flow, happiness, productivity, and over and over again. So then the question is, does flow only happen when we have done those 10,000 hours? We've done all that work. And does it only happen in those environments? And the answer is no. The answer is no, that doesn't happen. It, it can something that we can do at any point through the day and we can get tastes of it. We might not get as immersed as what I'm describing where we disconnect from reality, but by practice and consistent work, we can get used to focusing on little things for shorter periods of time and we can get immersed in them and have that same epiphany. So focus is a meta skill that makes everything you do better. Now we want to be able to be sure that focus is actually going to make us happier. And this has been done through some studies where they had participants have brain scans while they were focusing on a particular task. And we could tell they were being focused by the activation in the prefrontal cortex. Afterwards, these same people were then quizzed around their happiness during that period. And these people scored much higher than those people that went under the same test that were told to be and encouraged to be, and obviously very easy to do so, distracted. And those people came back much, much less happier. So that's a very easy way to see that there is a connection between happiness and focus. So this means that thinking of one thing intentionally leads to happiness while doing so. So with the drive to positive psychology becoming the new status quo, we see a lot of coaches and trainers and physicians using positive language and approaches to drive optimal outcomes. So we're gonna use that happiness to then create focus, which creates better performance, right? So we're seeing this even at athletes. And a great example is MMA coaches. I've watched an MMA fight the other weekend for the first time in a long time. And I noticed midway through the match, rather than their coaches and managers yelling at them, screaming at them to sort their shit out, they're telling them to focus, to relax. It's gonna be okay, you've got this, remember your training. In such a calm and passive voice, it's wonderful. So this helps demonstrate how happiness leads to better performance, right? 
I mean, we're doing it in the top tiers of sport. So we must be able to do it in our lives too. So now I believe that this energy flow isn't one directional. You can be happier and that will help you be more focused and that'll help you then be more productive or more productive to happiness to focus. You can go in any direction, I think. So in saying all this, then let's wrap this up by discussing some of the ways to improve your focus through limiting self-questioning and thinking, becoming more present in the moment to help achieve the enlightenment flow state more often and decide to be happy. What I've come up with to help with this is an acronym called EAR, E-A-R. And obviously very appropriate because of how important listening is when it comes to focusing. So E is broken up into three areas. E is for every day, A is for all day, and R is for right now. I'm gonna give you three options in each and you can kind of pick to and choose what you'd like to use and when. So the first one is every day. And these are things that you practice as if you're getting fitter at something, you're learning something, and then it becomes second nature without you having to realize it. So there's three. There's meditation, journaling, and then practice being happy. So meditation is important because it helps us with that singular focus. And I will discuss more on meditation in other casts. And journaling helps because it allows us to break down our thoughts in more concise measures and hear what we're saying, like literally write those things down and say it out loud again. And it, it gives us some context around how our language looks. And then practice being happy. This one I've got from Naval Ravnikant, and he said that you wake up, you practice to be happy, and then you get better at it. Enlightenment is available moment to moment. You choose to be happy, right? So that's the idea, is you practice being happy. So that's every day. All day, it's one that flows on from meditation, but it goes, count your breaths. The next is look at the sky, and the last is listen. So count your breaths is a breath of one for the in and two for the out, up to 10. And I do this in replacement of touching my phone. If I felt like I wanted to touch my phone between a walk from one place to another or while I'm sitting waiting for an appointment, I'll decide to do those breaths. This just helps me be more present. And as a result, it's giving me that singular focus that then improves my overall focus and my practicing it, right? So looking at the sky, is another really useful one because it does make you happier. So your body language, your physiological body, your physiological body, ah, physiological responses to emotions work both ways. You can smile and you'll start to feel happier. And you can frown and you start to feel sadder. And so if you stick your head up to the sky and acknowledge what's going on up there and maybe smile too, you tend to feel happier. And we know that that power flow, the energy flow between Focused and happiness goes both ways. The last one's listen. And listening will make you in generally happier, but it'll make you much more able to focus because we're clearing the mind, we're being present. Now, listening isn't just applicable for the people that are around you, but it's also applicable for you, what's going on in your head. So that's all day. Count your breaths, look at the sky and listen. Right now, so right now is as if you're about to go and do something. You've got an important meeting or maybe a class you need to be pay attention to. And the first one is to choose quickly, make a choice fast. So it's normally about five seconds to decide. If you know you wanna drink a glass of water or a glass of coffee, coffee, then you just take five seconds to make the choice. See, thinking too much causes a lot of problems here and distracts your focus. 
just starting something and doing it is good enough and generally you'll get much more progress done, I assure you. And this puts me on to the point two for right now and it's put yourself in the position to do the work. So what does that mean? It means if you've got a desk where you'd normally write at or a gym where you'd normally train at, just go to that position. Get there quickly. Don't think about everything ahead. Just get there and then the work will happen on its own. Much like this podcast has happened, I had to sit down and start it. And the last one on right now is cold water. So this one I think doesn't have to be cold water, but it makes such a difference because it's that contrast of coming out of the cold into the warmth and you feel happier from that. But to clear the mind and give singular focus is when you jump in that water, your body goes survive for a couple of seconds and you pop your head out and you've got a clear brand new thought. This was wonderful. A very good friend of mine taught me this when I was depressed. He said, just jump in the water and you come up with a new thought. And he was right every time. So I think that's a really wonderful way that you can use to give yourself a bit of energy and point yourself in the right task is just some sort of water exposure. So that's E. This is how we become more focused. Every day, all day, and right now, every day was meditation, journaling, and then practice being happy. All day is count your breaths, just up to 10, look at the sky, and listen. Right now is choose quickly, five seconds or so. Put yourself in the position to do the work, and then some sort of water exposure. So thanks, this wraps up our podcast on focus, how focus links to happiness and also through to productivity and how that flow goes both ways. We've empowered you with some strategies here and if you'd like to learn a bit more, we run courses at your-balance.org where you can find out some more information and get lessons from myself. Otherwise, I hope you have a fantastic, wonderful day and you manage to find some focus in it. See you next time.